Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assemble. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Katie, and we're two sisters and borderline obsessed Marvel fans who have been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe closely for years. And now we want to share our MCU discussions with you. We chat about our own predictions and theories, plus some of our favorites from online, and our reactions to all of the Marvel content that's considered MCU canon, including the Disney Plus shows and the movies, as well as the Marvel news you need to know. Happy Women's History Month, listeners. We are doing a very, very special episode today in honor of Women's History Month, which kicked off just a couple of days ago, and the upcoming International Women's Day, which is on March 8th in just a few days. So we're going to be talking all things ladies in Marvel today, and I'm going to kick it over to Kate to start us off. I love... I was going to say I love women. I mean, (laughs) period. Stop. Great sentence. Uh, Yeah, exactly. But I love them as a subject, especially when we talk about Marvel, because I think we've seen some of the best characters coming, and they're women at the end of the day. I think some of the characters that we've really gotten, especially in the MCU, because I know the comics are a slew of people and things, because there are things that are not categorized and aliens and things like that not all human beings yeah exactly and so you know we've gotten a slew of things in the comics we've gotten a slew of things in the mcu as well but the topic of the women in the mcu i love because i think we've gotten some awesome characters especially as of late but i do want to give a little bit of background to some of the listeners just because why not This past newsletter, I did do a whole little story about the history of women in Marvel and mainly looked at comics. And if you were one of the people who were signed up to receive that, you would know that the very first woman superhero in the comics was none other than Invisible Girl, a.k.a. Sue Storm. What a G. (laughs) Because she really started everything at the end of the day. So she's pretty cool. I can't wait to actually see her you know, back in the MCU, or I guess officially in the MCU. Yes. And then this is no surprise. This is obviously a fact I think pretty much everybody knows if you follow the MCU for any bit of time. But obviously the first woman in the MCU was none other than Black Widow, our Natasha Romanoff. I am praising her and sending love to her grave. Wow, that got dark. I know. Well, you know what? <laughs> I have to cover that. So uh, then they killed her off. <laughs> this is essentially it. Didn't even make the whole, like, woman empowerment part of Endgame, but it's okay. Because she really started where I would say we are with female superheroes now. And, you know, that's all I got to say about that. Just quick little tidbits to get us started. Amazing. Well, we have teed up a few exciting categories to just chat through some of the ladies that we have really, really gravitated towards in the MCU. Like Katie mentioned, you know, it started with ScarJo as the fantastic Black Widow, but now we have truly a roster of just so many different women of varied backgrounds and varied abilities. And I think Katie and I have each kind of gravitated towards different ones for different reasons and in different moments. So we just want to shine the spotlight on some of the amazing ladies that we are finally getting to see in the spotlight, leading their own franchises and kicking some butt. Heck yeah. So to start us off, 
we are going to chat through our favorite female characters that were introduced in phases one through three, aka the Infinity Saga. So Katie, why don't you, I know your answer, but why don't you (laughs) tell us officially who your favorite female character is from the Infinity Saga? Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, I feel like I've been very vocal. (laughs) But I'll answer anyway. First off, I gotta give a just little two cents. I don't pick one for any of the categories. Shocker. (laughs) I literally was like, Taylor had sent me what we were going to talk about, and I was sitting here, and I was like, I can't just choose one. That's, like, (laughs) not right. I have many answers. But, of course, it's not going to be a shock that one of mine is Miss Natasha Romanoff herself for the exact reason we're talking about this. She was the first female superhero that I saw on screen, and it helped that I was a little girl who did martial arts, and I saw this woman absolutely kicking butt just by, like, kicking (laughs) and like like physically just using her body to throw huge men around like I was beyond like beside myself and I absolutely from that moment I was like she is amazing and she is my favorite human being and then of course my other one that came a little later into the MCU but is also quite literally I I, honestly she's kind of like not just kicking butt there needs to be another word for what she's doing literally ripping people out of reality and like shredding people and blowing them up and cutting them in half I was gonna say my fave cutting them (laughs) in (laughs) half but of course that's Wanda our Scarlet Witch I pretty much loved her since she was introduced at the Winter Soldier end credit scene I, I knew I was gonna love her and obviously, I still do. So I'm wearing my my shirt right now. Well, all right. So my favorite character from the Infinity Saga is Okoye. As everyone knows, she's a leader of the Dora Milaje in Wakanda, protector of the royal family. And I just think she is literally so awesome. For a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, Natasha and Wanda, you know, it's absolutely kicking butt. She is a lady boss. She's out there leading their entire defense force. I mean, she is trusted by the royal family like none other. We saw that trust tested in Wakanda Forever. And, you know, just her character arc. I'm so excited about the rumors that she's going to get her own show because I just think that's going to be so interesting. And, you know, that scene in the first Black Panther where she literally gives up the love of her life for the love of her country and to protect her people. I just was like... This girl can't be phased. She is absolutely unbreakable and she is magnificent and she is very stylish. So you know what? Go Okoye. Whenever I think of Okoye, the only thing I think of, not the only thing, but the biggest thing I think of is when the wig scene. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything that's just tied to the wig and that entire like storyline. I just think of that every time and I love her. She's She's a great pick. She is just so unapologetically herself and I just love that about her. She's like, I could literally kill everyone in this room. Why would I need to change myself? I'm like, I love her. Yeah, she's a great pick. All right. So now that we have talked about the Infinity Saga, even though we are, of course, only a fraction of the way through the multiverse saga, we have gotten some pretty freaking amazing lady characters so far. So let's highlight our favorite characters that we've been introduced in phases four and five. Katie, go ahead. So I have three. (laughs) Shocker. I actually have two for this one. So 
There's going to be a lot. It's like everybody. Well, it's a hard pick because especially phase four introduced us to a lot of new female characters. Yeah. And it's hard to not fall in love with a lot of them. So it made this hard. Obviously, this comes as no surprise. I've also been very vocal about this. Yelena is one of my absolute favorites. It also shouldn't be a surprise considering I liked the first Black Widow. So naturally, her sister, who has the same abilities, would fall right into my wheelhouse. Love her. She's hilarious. She can literally kill people. Everything about her is perfect. Another, probably not really big surprise, is my girl Kate. Also amazing. (laughs) Also shares a name. So, like, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. No, she's great. I can't wait to see her come back because I feel like I have not seen enough Kate Bishop lately. I am excited to see where she comes back in because I'm missing her. And then my last pick is Thena, because first off, Angelina Jolie. I mean, enough said. (laughs) That's the sentence. But second, I mean, Thena is freaking awesome to begin with. I mean, like, I love her just storyline. I think she's an an extremely interesting character. I also love that they, like, make a mention that the Greeks got the goddess Athena from her, and I'm obviously a big, like, Greek mythology nerd, so I was like, this is awesome. But once again, it's Angelina Jolie. She is amazing. <laughs> and I and the character and just the depth she brings to her and oh, I loved Eternals. <laughs> As I'm sure not a lot of people necessarily agree, but I did and she was one of the characters I walked out that I was just like, Yeah, you're one of my faves from here on out. Yeah, I mean I know we talked about this in the reactions episode to Eternals, but like I was a little bit afraid going into it, like it's Angelina Jolie in a Marvel film. Like, is she going to phone it in? And then not only did she not phone it in, but she, like, was insanely good. And I was like, I see you. Like, yeah. bring it. I am very excited. So, yeah, those are all really solid picks. And I say that because I share one of your picks. Kate Bishop was also on my list. I was not a huge Haley Seinfeld fan before she joined the MCU. Her movie, was it Edge of Seventeen, I honestly thought it was going to be a comedy and there was very much not a comedy and it totally like ruined her for me for a really long time. But just seeing her actually doing comedy as Kate Bishop was amazing. I think she really embodies the essence of the character so well. And I'm really, to your point, excited to see where she goes next. And then, of course, I could not name ladies of phase four or five without my girl Kamala Khan. I have never related to a character in the MCU the way that I relate to her. She's just so dorky and so Marvel-obsessed without really knowing it's Marvel, but like Avengers-obsessed. And I just, I don't know, there's just something about Kamala that I'm like, we would literally be the best of friends. And for that reason, I just think she's so fun. I'm so excited to see her in the Marvels, really bringing like a level of like fun that I think was really missing from that franchise in the first film and just, you know, taking it up a whole notch. And I'm so, so, so excited to see her again because she's amazing. Yeah, I honestly, this goes back to like our our 2022 picks, but I, once again, forgot Kamala existed. Rude. <laughs> and I, I didn't even mean to because I really did enjoy her. I liked her, but I totally forgot about her. I immediately was, immediately was like, ooh, 
female character, phase four, Kamal Khan. She was great, though. So good. Once you've jogged the memory, I, she was, to your point, another level of relatable that I don't think, like, it almost felt like we were breaking the fourth wall with her. Yes. In a weird way. Because she's so, like, it's like a fan was implanted as a character, and I'm like, oh my god, yes! Like, so many <laughs> of these things that you're doing, I have done these things! Yeah. It's so good. Love Kamala. All right. Amazing, amazing characters, like we said, in the first couple of phases. But now we're going to talk about the future. So what female-led property currently on the slate, it has to be on the slate because I know there's a ton of rumors going on about things that may or may not come to fruition. So I want something confirmed on the slate that you are most excited for, led by a lady. Tell me. Well, this also shouldn't come as much of a surprise. Mainly because when I was looking at the slate and I was looking at my options, they seemed grim and limited. And I personally couldn't pick the Marvels (laughs) just because I didn't really love the first Captain Marvel movie. I'm excited for the second one because of, obviously, Monica and Kamala. But I just, I couldn't inwardly pick it. So I'm actually most excited for Agatha Coven of Chaos. I'm not shocked at all. First off, Agatha was a great villain, but she also, Catherine Hahn, is like a different level of comical. Yeah. She's comical, but can bring that really serious tone, and so I expect her show to be very similar to WandaVision, if I'm being completely honest, and I loved WandaVision partially because of her. So I'm super excited to see what that brings. I also think people are sleeping on it, but I think it's truly going to make a big difference in some of the landscape of the MCU. Totally. I agree. I actually almost put it on as one of my properties I was excited for, but I decided to keep it to one. And I don't think this is going to surprise anyone based on my thoughts related to Hawkeye and how much I talk about Daredevil. Mine is Echo. I think, you know, she was just such a cool character in Hawkeye. I really enjoy, you know, the representation that she brings as a deaf superhero she's super awesome and in the comics i was actually listening to another marvel related podcast she actually is the one who blinds kingpin which is what we might have seen in the end of hawkeye so that might be rem and i'm guessing ramifications that we see in her show she is uh really tied to daredevil who you all know is a character that i really am excited to see fully embraced in the mcu and get his own show and i just think she is just so amazing she's so strong and she's dealt with so much and I'm so excited to see where she goes and to just really give her her own spotlight and not just have her as a emerging character in someone else's show but give her her own moment to really shine and dive deep into her history and also her relationship with Kingpin but also watch her grow uh, in a show that's completely and utterly focused on her so Gotta go with Echo. I'm very, very excited for that one. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I'm also excited, not that this is a second pick per se, but I am excited for Ironheart as well. Yeah. For a lot of the same reasons. You know, I love when we get to see these characters who are introduced in one property bring themselves to their own shows. And especially some of these female characters who are especially a little younger, getting to see them navigate who they are and their abilities to whatever extent those are. And coming up to be a hero that maybe they never anticipated being. So I'm pretty excited for both those two. Yeah, amazing. So moving along, we're going to stop talking about things that are specific to the shows that have already come out or are already slated. Just out of curiosity, Kate, what is a superpower that a female superhero has that you would like to take 
not necessarily from her, but like copy from her. So I really wanted to have different answers than like my favorite ones. But the problem I have is they all tie to me in some way. So like, I would love to be able to do like Black Widow and Yelena do because I can kind of do some of it. But I'd love to the extent that they are able to do like be full spies and assassins. That is freaking awesome to me. But then, you know, there's Kate. Who's an amazing, not only is she really good at, she's a martial artist herself, but she's also amazing at archery, which like fulfills the dream of that ever since Hunger Games, right? I was gonna say Katniss. Yeah, (laughs) ever since like fourth grade for me, archery was always seemed so cool. But then obviously, who wouldn't want to have the powers of the Scarlet Witch? Like, I don't even know what I do with those types of powers. I know. Like, not even being, like, a villain or anything of that nature. Like, I just don't know in my day-to-day, like, what does one do when you know you have the power to literally rewrite reality? I know. Like, it's insane. So I would just want, like, a taste. A taste of what that's like. I thought about saying Wanda and taking her powers, but I honestly was genuinely afraid of all of the possibilities. I was like, there's literally, like, no ceiling to what she can do. So it was, like, almost too overwhelming to be able to pick. And it almost also kind of felt like a little bit of a cop-out because essentially, like, she could, if she wanted to, because she can rewrite reality, have the superpower of every other superhero. So I was like... That's a lot. Oh, I didn't really think about that. She's like literally like the catch-all answer because she can be whatever she wants. Well, that and I mean, she can control pretty much whatever she wants. And that to me, I just like seeing her come into her own in MOM, regardless of it being, you know, a direction (laughs) that their character certainly went. I mean, like, you really see how powerful she is. And I just, I don't know. It just would be so cool to walk a day in that life. I think I'd be really overwhelmed. So I'm gonna, I had to step away from that. But what I did decide to do was pick one not in the MCU currently, but has been done in movies twice. And it's just something I think is really interesting. So I would actually want the powers of Mystique, who can change her appearance to be whatever she wants. Mainly because right now I am seriously debating cutting my hair really short. And I'm afraid that the second the hairdresser goes snip snip, I'm going to really regret because I have very long hair. So the idea that if today I wanted short hair, I could have it. And tomorrow I wanted long hair, I could have it. Or just, like, any little, like, thing I wanted to change or maybe I wanted to go somewhere and not know or not have someone who knows me realize I was there. Like, there's just, like, so many opportunities from, like, small stupid stuff to, like, the length of, of like, the length of your hair to, like, being able to go somewhere completely incognito because you don't look like yourself. Like, I just think her powers are so cool. She's a good answer, but would you want to be blue? I mean, you don't really ever have to be blue. Right, but, like... Her without being other people is blue. Right. So you, what I'm looking at now, you would now be blue unless you put on a an image of somebody else. Right. So I would just look at an old picture of myself pre-blue and then just put that on all the time. The same way that Loki is technically blue, but doesn't look blue all the time. <laughs> I'd just essentially be pulling a Loki. That's all. Okay. I guess. But I could see, she would be an interesting one. I actually thought you were going to say Sue Storm because of being invisible. I thought about it, but then I was like, what if I get hit by a car? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, 
don't cross the street if the car is coming. <laughs> you can still look both ways. Yeah, but, like, okay, like, I live in New York. Like, people, like, run red lights. There's people making right turns. Like, there's a lot going on. And they stop when they see someone. Yeah, but you have a force field. Oh, that's true. That is a pretty cool power as well. I forgot about that. It's been a really long time since I've seen... Well, I never watched the reboot with my Miles Teller. I unfortunately did relatively recently. It was bad. Yeah, I spared myself, but I haven't seen like the Chris Evans, Jessica Alba one in a really long time. So I forgot about that particular part of her power. I don't know. I just feel like being able to change your appearance is more useful than being able to be invisible, even with the force field. Okay. An interesting idea. I Out of those, I would probably want to be invisible. To each their own. Yeah. All right. Our last topic of this episode is one female character, speaking of a few that haven't been in the MCU yet, one female character from the comics that we want to see join the MCU soon. They do not have to obviously be on the slate, but in our heart of hearts, who do we hope that come D23 or SDCC this year, Kevin stands on a, a stage with a new hat with this hero's symbol or her team's symbol on it? Who is it? I have two, which is not a surprise to anybody. Well, one, I've mentioned about 17 times already, and that's Sue Storm. I'm ready to officially see the Fantastic Four and Sue herself in the MCU, I think, especially realizing she was the first female superhero ever written in a comic. I'm like, why is she not already here? Yeah. And I get it. Listen, I know we've done the Fantastic Four technically like twice already. And the first step, we're good. I enjoyed those movies immensely. Just ahead of their time. But I like realizing how important and how many doors her character actively opened. I was like, this is actually kind of a disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> like to not have her at this point involved in the MCU. Do we know Fantastic Four is somewhere slated? Of course. We know it's coming. We know it's on its way. I'm pretty sure casting for, you know, the main four are coming out relatively soon. I've been hearing, you know, the murmurs all over the internet. So, you know, we'll keep our, our breath held for that. But she's one for sure. And then the other one, and I think, Taylor, you're going to really understand where I'm coming from this, because from this, I think I've talked a lot about it before, but that would be Spider-Gwen. Yep. You know, I know there's Into the Spider-Verse and all of that, which is its own kind of thing as well. But I want to see the live-action Spider-Gwen. I was really, really hoping there'd be some adaptation with Emma Stone's Spider-Gwen or Gwen. And that she, obviously, I know she, like, totally died. There's a multiverse now. That doesn't even need to have happened. Well, that's what I mean. And there was a part of me in No Way Home that, granted, there was already a lot going on. But there was a part of me going into No Way Home, like, what if Spider-Gwen her as Spider-Gwen shows up from another universe. And I was like, what if... And obviously it didn't happen. There was a lot going on in that film. Still perfect. Still no complaints. But I was holding on to that hope because... First off, she's just freaking awesome. I love her, but... She is pretty cool. I also just... It would have been really a different level. So I'm excited. I hope she comes for this Peter, you know, Tom Holland's. I hope, you know, she makes an appearance because... She's a cool character, and I would like to see her on the big screen. You know where we might actually see her? The Madam Web movie. Ugh, I'm ignoring that movie. It actually filmed not far from where I live. I just, I'm tired of Sony doing stupid offshoots. 
and they don't tie into things properly and they keep screwing it up. Well, the thing is, and what's annoying is like Madam Web could actually be a really cool character. Like there's so many interesting like spider related characters. Yeah. And it's like frustrating because to your point, like Sony does not execute them well. And then it's like, well, that just wasted that character. Like everybody wants to talk about Morbius. I know, but like it could have been a cool movie. It could have been the start of an interesting character. And like, we all know how that ended. And so I guess I just keep hoping against maybe my better judgment and logic that this is going to be an exciting film that's actually going to be really cool. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't really have high hopes for it, too, because I saw what they did with the second Venom. Yeah. They hit it off with the first one, and then they absolutely ruined Carnage for me, who was supposed to be like a different level of scary, creepy, and just like powerful and that just that whole movie just fell flat for me so i don't pay attention to madame webb i will see it when it comes out but i'm gonna pretend if there is a spider gwen that appears she just doesn't because i would rather the mcu bring her in properly with this peter and you know have it be done in a way that makes sense and not just random like they did with the stupid vulture thing too that they just whatever And so I would like the MCU to see her done properly. She's never been done before in live action. I think we deserve a well-done character. That is very fair, and she is a very cool character that I, too, hope we see done really, really well on the big screen. Yeah. My choices were actually two as well. My first one was Storm, which I know we've all already seen. The iconic... I debated her. Yep. The iconic Halle Berry. I mean... No shade to Hallie whatsoever. She was magnificent. Another franchise ahead of its time. Yeah. She was great. Unfortunately, she's not going to be able to come back in that capacity. And so we're going to, you know, see another Storm. And that's not a bad thing. I'm very excited. I think one of the reasons that I'm most excited to see Storm, and I don't think we're going to get to see this just because of things that have happened, but her marriage to T'Challa was not something I understood as a kid watching those movies. And that's a relationship that to what I just said, I don't think we're going to get it. You know, T'Challa's currently eight years old in the MCU. So, you know, if there's a time jump, it can happen. If they come in from another universe to another time, if there's time traveling, like, don't get me wrong, it's possible, but it would be a little strange. However, she's really cool. She has amazing powers, and she was really done well in the early 2000s version of the original X-Men. So I'd like to see her back in the MCU preferably married to a T'Challa because like the Richards, they're one of, you know, those really famous married couples in the, or not the MCU, in comics. They don't stay married, but like it is one of the more famous couplings like Wanda and Vision, like Reed and Sue Richards. So that's just something that I think would be really fun to see on screen. My other answer is also a Spider-Man related character, but it is not a spider character. It's Black Cat. And I would love, 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 love to see her. She was great in the animated show that we used to watch. I loved her character. I really want to see her done super well in the MCU. Okay. So first, I'm going to comment to Storm. I did almost put her as well, but I was like, I'm not putting three people that I'm getting out of hand. That's a lot. But I also, for the same reasoning, you know, we saw her. She was so amazing. She was such a great character, but she hasn't yet been pulled into the MCU. I'm excited to see her. She's another heavy hitter. But in the same sense, I'd also like to see Jean Grey, of course. Another 
really heavy hitter. I mean, Wanda level power right there. Yeah. So I would love to see both of them. I almost, <laughs> I actually caught myself saying this because I almost said when I was talking about Spider-Gwen, if we don't see her, I want to see Black Cat. Yeah. I also love that character. I think she would also be a great, 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 great addition to current Tom Holland's new trilogy. Yep. I would love to see her brought in. And, you know, I'm not a huge Peter MJ gal. MJ is in this version of MJ or like Mary Jane. Well, I really don't like that Mary Jane from Tobey Maguire's. No, I just mean like the character of Mary Jane in general, like his canonical wife. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. The comics and all that, I'm cool. I'm just saying this rendition, I'm just, it hasn't sold me. I would like it to be stay in his first trilogy, in my opinion. I've, I've shared that before. Agreed. So I think a character like Spider-Gwen or Black Cat are both prime people to be brought in. I mean, we don't have a Gwen. We don't have a Black Cat to come in yet. We could. I would like to see a switch up there. The MJ thing, I'm over. We kind of wrote it off. I don't need to explore it. I hope they don't. We we close that chapter. Let's open it up to possibly two really amazing characters that I would love seeing on the big screen. Yeah, totally. I think either one of them is so fun and they explore different parts of Peter. Like, exactly. I remember a lot of what I'm pulling is, you know, memory from like the shows that we used to watch growing up. And like, obviously, you know that like Peter and Mary Jane Watson our endgame. Zendaya's character is not Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. She's a different character. And so, like, is he going to end up with a Mary Jane Watson? I actually don't know. You know, in the MCU, that's not how they set him up. It'd be kind of weird almost at this point because of the way that he was, you know, related to Zendaya in those movies. Yeah. But two of his other love interests in, you know, his evolution as not only a man, but as Spider-Man are Gwen Stacy, obviously, and Black Cat. So there's a lot of interesting room for him to grow, even outside, to your point, outside of his relationship with Zendaya's MJ and what we've seen before. Like, how does he take that experience and how does it inform his later relationships in life? Like, let's explore that because he just had something really traumatizing happen. So how does that make him reluctant to open up to a new partner or how does that affect their dynamics and all that. So I think that could actually be really interesting for him to have a relationship with either one of them off the heels of everything that he experienced in No Way Home. Well, and like you said, at the end of the day, these are two amazing women characters. Oh, yeah. I mean, they hold their own and I would absolutely love, especially, and I love both of them, but especially for me, Spider-Gwen, just because, you know, we've seen Spider-Man. We've seen him three times. <laughs> and that doesn't make me love him any less to, you know, what you were even saying. We grew up on the Spider-Man cartoons. Like, that is what we watched. But I am ready to see them bring the female version of Spider-Man, who is obviously, like, straight from the comics, onto the big screen. I'm ready to see the character done a little bit differently than kind of the same general gist that we've gotten, you know, the past three times he's been done. So... I'm I'm ready. I'm crossing my fingers, crossing my toes, legs, and arms because I would love to see either of those characters make it into his next trilogy. Yeah, 100%. Well, we are all out of topics for this awesome Women's History Month slash International Women's Day episode. This has been super fun to shine the spotlight on some of our lady characters who we don't always get to talk about unless they're leading their own franchise. Some of these ladies have been fantastic supporting characters in other franchises, so it's been really fun to give them their own moment in the spotlight because they kick butt. Go, ladies! 
and happy Women's History Month to everyone. Moving forward, we're going to get back into some of our regularly scheduled programming. So Katie's going to talk us through that at the end. But if you are looking forward to following us through all of that, you can subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. You can also check out recaps of all of our episodes and additional information on our blog, which is linked in the show notes. And if you're interested in any Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories merch, you can check out our Redbubble shop, which is also linked in the show notes. You guys can also follow us on Instagram at letstalk.mft and on Twitter at letstalkmft. We will have everything going up off of there, our blogs, our episodes, theories, thoughts. Everything is kind of floating its way right out there. You can also take some fun polls on Instagram that I will randomly post. <laughs> so I, there's no schedule to those. So truly just follow and you will be able to see when you know we have a new story and you can take a poll and give your two cents about whatever question we ask. But as Taylor was saying, we will be going back to some of our regular scheduled programming as in first we are going back to our two-week schedule. Um, not that we really deviated too far from that with the Ant-Man movie, but we will be going back to two weeks unless we hear anything about Secret Invasion. But as so far, there is not a date for that. So we are kind of just assuming our next piece of content is going to be Guardians 3. So until then, two weeks, we will be putting out an episode. Our next episode you can look out for will be all about the Quantum Realm again, but what we're expecting to see from it, if it has a future, pretty much any of the dire questions that we have moving out of Quantumania about the Quantum Realm itself. And then after that, we will be covering sort of what we think might happen with the Young Avengers, since we've been throwing that out for probably about a year and a half, and it's time that we kind of regroup and really discuss it. So keep an eye out for those two coming out your way. And as always, Marvel just blew your mind, so let's talk about it. 